Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sarah and Adam Show. I'm predictably with my co-host, Sarah. Sarah, I know how you are, but please tell everyone else. I'm fine. How you are. Oh, that's not how you told me, but okay. (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) It got weird. Uh, So, yeah, today we've got Andor to talk about the penultimate episode. Yeah. I was realizing that when I was like, just quickly typing in our our little show sheet. I was like, oh, it's it's over next week. Yeah, it is. It's kind of sad. Uh, well, it really is, because now we'll, then we'll go, like, we went from a period of too many shows, and now we just won't have any shows. Right, now we're like, okay. So what are we going to watch, The Boys? I kind of want to watch The Boys. All right. I'm curious if you're going to like it or not. I don't know. I I really liked the Sanderson version. Uh, like, obviously, it's not writing the same story, but mm-hmm. it's um. They say that the two are are very very similar, so it'll be fun to kind of compare the two. So, guys, if you haven't read uh, Steel Heart by Brandon Sanderson, if you want to kind of ride along with us, uh, I'm I'm at least going to read Steel Heart concurrently with the with the with watching the show. I think. So that you can kind of I, I can compare and s- contrast a little bit. I can see why it would be similar. Um, I don't know how many. I mean, I don't. I don't know because I didn't watch it when I read Steelheart. So now I'm curious if I, if I read it while we watched it, if I would find the same comparisons. But I don't know how many comparisons you would find. Probably like at least three. At least three. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I, I just feel like, I'm, I feel like the I'm boys, afraid. the boys is like a grittier, gritty, gritty isn't the, even the right word. It's, it's, there's a lot of gratuitous violence in it. <laughs> gratuitous? Gr- gratuitous. <laughs> Grit, gratuitous, yeah. Yeah, there's okay. like there's like a ton. Uh, I find like for me personally, I have to be in the right frame of mind to watch it. Oh, yeah, it's on Prime, right? Yeah, it's on Prime. What do you want to like? You want to just do one one episode at, at each time? You want to do two? What? How many how many episodes are there per season? Um, I honestly can't remember. I want to say like ten, maybe mm. maybe twelve. There's de- I don't think there, there's definitely not more than twelve. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very well. Well, yeah, we'll have to do the math. We'll figure it out. But I'm excited mm-hmm. to try it. I haven't watched that show before. Yeah, I'm super curious to hear what you think about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we'll have we'll have that because then after next week it's no, no Star Wars. Still no Wheel of Time. Nope. Uh, yeah. So, what kind of news do we have today? Um. So this is kind of it's not directly related to Wheel of Time, but kind of. Uh. So Prime also has this Orlando Bloom show, Carnival Row, um, which I have not watched. But the final season they announced is they announced this week the final season is going to premiere in February. Um. 
And they kind of like just announced a, a little bit of their schedule or whatever. Wheel of Time was not on it. So to me, it doesn't make sense to have, it doesn't make sense to announce a show for February, but not announce, um, like if Wheel, if they were like, oh yeah, Wheel of Time is going to come out December 15th. Like it doesn't make sense to not announce that. Uh, so if it's the final season of Carnival Row, I don't think they're going to want anything competing with it. If it's starting mm. February, we're probably looking like end of March to April at the earliest for Wheel of Time. I guess. I mean, I... Which feels very long. Uh, so, yeah, I, um, I don't know, like, uh, what, it came out this time last year, right, was the season yeah, it was, one. Yeah, it was November 19th last year. I only know that because, um, I saw, like, the, the season one poster of it, and it has the November 19th date on it. So, like, pretty much a year a year roughly from when we were recording is when it came from out. right now wow yeah. yeah i mean i haven't even rewatched it yet to be honest i i was i'm not that excited for it I, i'll just be like totally up front like i'll watch it for mm -hmm. sure because i'm a big fan of wheel of time but mm -hmm. i was just kind of um i don't know there's a lot of things that just kind of made me hate it i don't know not hate it but there, there are a lot of things that i was just like uh like there, there were some things that were so messed up like so like you know they, they just have like the the white cloaks you know like burning Aes Sedai alive and stuff like it's it's yeah. horrifying i guess so do do you think you would have been more excited for it if there wasn't such a long gap No, I just didn't feel that excited for the next season period, mm -hmm. frankly. I'm just curious because, you know, like sometimes when there's like a long gap between things, you sort of lose your, like, I don't want to say moment momentum, but you lose your interest, like other things. What do you feel? I feel like, like, I, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm excited for, I feel like I'm more impatient now. I'm like, what is the holdup? I just want to see what season two is like. And it feels like they're just dragging their feet. Which is irritating me. Okay. Yeah, I, I just... um, I don't know, between... So my favorite part of the whole season was Matt. Right. And yeah, and it's going to be a different actor. And it's a different actor. Mm -hmm. And so you like you take that... Like there were some good moments and stuff, but there was also just like some nonsense moments. Like I, I just didn't understand. It was like... They wanted to show girl power, and that's that's fine. That's great. Uh, you know, girl power. The girls are powerful. That's, that's that's wonderful. But but it's like, okay, the men are gonna go kill themselves in one place, and then the the girls are gonna then be forced to defend themselves in a different place. But mm -hmm. the women are are powerful in their own right, anyways. And so I don't know why the guys got like their own like they got a last stand, and then the women are like, well, we're just gonna use the power and kill everyone. Right. I see what you mean. And, 
like I, I don't know. There was just a lot of things that I was just like, this doesn't make much sense. Like even if they they're expanding the roles for like Lady Emilisa and all this stuff, like that that's fine. I'm fine with some of the stuff that they chose to do that was different from the books. Like you, you have to be okay with that. But I, I just I ended up not wanting what they mm. like. I I just there was so much cringe to it. I felt like I was just like, why are you doing this? Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. That's fair. I think that's fair. So, I mean, and and a lot of that could have been probably alleviated by me not having read the books. Frankly, like, right. I'll tell you what. I've I've been to the book Reddit a few times, and where they talk about the show, and that it is so negative about the show. I believe that because everyone that I know that's watched the show who hasn't read the books has enjoyed it. Right. Well, that that's the really interesting part is a lot of people who haven't read the books are like, yeah, it's just a f- cool, like not maybe not like game of thrones quality you know production level mm-hmm. or whatever show but but like it's a cool fantasy show that you know like no worries and i'm like but 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 right and like that and that's know. why like when we were watching it i didn't notice so many things that you did because i obviously haven't finished the series right oh yeah um I, i'll watch it though we'll cover it that'll be fine yeah yeah so it just won't i i don't think it'll be before april though Oh, you know, another option we could potentially watch would be The Witcher. Oh, I haven't watched that. You haven't watched that? Watched that? Yeah. Um. So I read. I actually, I was gonna. I was like, oh, cool. This uh, everyone loves this show. I'm gonna actually read all the books first, and then I'll circle back and watch the show. Okay. And then I, I haven't actually watched the show. But you've read the books. Most of them. I think I, I'm missing two or three. Okay. I just I lost momentum, frankly. Mm-hmm. When you start disliking most of the characters in a series, it's hard to keep going. True. For me. True. The the most interesting part about those books are actually the fact that they're all written in a different language and they've all been translated into English. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. They're all Polish or something. I forget. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's an option. Okay. Well, guys, if, if you have a, a preference... Tell us in our Discord server. Mm-hmm. Or in the comments on YouTube. Yeah, good suggestion. Yeah. Um, do you have any news? Uh, so just as it touches on uh, Andor. So mm-hmm. I, I figured we could save that for the very last. Otherwise, I don't think there's anything. Um, right. Yeah, we will be covering Bad Batch, I guess, in January, right? Yeah, that's when it's supposed to come out. Yeah. Assuming it hasn't been pushed back again. Yeah. And then I think Mando starts in February. Projected February, yeah. Theoretically. We're not going to cover Carnival's Row, I'm sorry. No. You can cover that on your own time, Sarah. <laughs> I'll have so much free time next year. That'll be helpful. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, that was... That was the only little tidbit I found. Okay, cool. So, so we have uh, in terms of okay, so so they did a an interview with uh, Tony Gilroy, mm-hmm. who is the producer for this show for Andor, and they asked about Kino Loy's fate. That's uh, Gollum, you know, Andy Circus, mm-hmm. right? And you know, because he he can't swim and. 
so they asked when, when asked if he presumes Kino was executed shortly after, Gilroy said, I don't know. He's not dead. Is he dead? I don't see him dying in episode 10. <laughs> I, I mean, that, that would be a pretty sad death, actually. It would. I find that just, like, to be such a fun answer, though. He's like, is he dead? <laughs> it, sometimes, like, you want closure in, in stories and stuff like that. Like, you want to know everything that happens to a character. But sometimes it's right. just nice to leave it vague and then have an opportunity in the future to just bring that person back yeah like i, I could see him uh, like do i <laughs> but do you, do you really want to think see a show like a series based off of kino loy's life oh no 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 I, I i just think if he if he isn't dead like maybe he pops up in an episode randomly but right well yeah it would be kind of fun to see like an episode where like Cassian is about to fight this big battle or something. He looks like to the guy like across from him or like or like to the right of him and it's like Kino Loy and they're like, oh wow, and then Kino Loy like just dies before they could even talk. <laughs> no, I wouldn't want that, but but like but like that, yeah. But like that. Yeah. So I don't know. I th- I just find that's just such a clever, then, like coy answer though. Sure. Well, I mean, as as a director, I'm I'm assuming like if you're writing all this stuff, a lot of it like you you grow attached to these characters. Not to mention, mm-hmm. it's associated with a pretty big actor's name. Like, why why just burn those bridges when you don't really have to? Right. Like, exactly. You can just leave it open ended and then see how people respond to his character. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to like him. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, uh, I did see a bit of Andor news today too. Oh, okay. Um. But I'll tell you after this. What? Okay, like <laughs> let's not tell let's not tell our listeners. That's fine. Oh no, I meant after after we've talked about this little maybe he's dead, maybe he's not. Oh, I'm, we're done. Let's talk about the next thing. Oh, <laughs> so you know how you were talking about the um, last week? You were talking about the viewership for Andor was lower than um, mm-hmm. whatever they thought it was going to be. Um, so first of all, I found it interesting because apparently the company that they use to track that stat only tracks t- like TV streaming viewer- viewers of- on Disney+. Plus. So if you stream on your phone or a laptop mm. or anything, it doesn't count. And I was <laughs> sitting there, I was like, oh, so like when I've watched it at work every single time, it hasn't counted because I watch it on a computer. Um, you've contributed to their low numbers yeah but anyway so so that's just an aside um apparently disney has decided to air and or starting um i think it's after american thanksgiving or just before american thanksgiving on cable tv oh yeah there's the first two episodes right yeah so Uh, I thought that was interesting. Maybe they're trying to get people into it and get their viewership up. So. Yeah. Well, gosh, the first two are just like the build up for the finale of the third. Well, and it's funny Dirty. too because like, Dirty, man. like when it aired on or when it premiered on Disney Plus, it, was it the first two or the first three that they released at once? I thought it was three. Oh uh, yeah. I don't. I think it was just two. Maybe it was two. I can't remember now. But um, either way, like it's going to be 
I think it's an interesting idea from them. So I'm curious if that does anything to the numbers afterwards. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I want want them to have success with it, and mm. like it is. I think an object. Well, I don't know if objectively good if there's such that, but it seems to me like everyone who watches it, who's like, it has enjoyed it to some degree at least. Um, yeah, I agree. It's just, it's just like people are like, oh yeah, hey, you got to watch the show. It's cool. It's called Andor. It's Star Wars. They're like, oh cool. Like, how many Jedi are there? Uh, zero. How zero. many lightsabers? Zero. <laughs> how many quippy hand quotes are there zero you know how many main characters will i recognize probably zero yeah not not that many oh man but i, I want to see i want to see krennic is what who i want to see because he's part yeah. of the isb like he's wearing the same he's wears the same white uniform like he's he's part of it he's that would be a cool cameo as a director, like he's in a, he's important. Mm -hmm. He directs things. I wonder if he'll be in season two. I hope so. That would be cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, that that was all of my news. Cool. Okay. Um. So you want to talk about the episode? <laughs> yeah. Let's uh. Let's talk about it. This was a. F I thought this was this was an interesting one because it felt really fun, but it also felt like filler. And it also oh, okay. felt sad. Yeah? Yeah. Um. Why? Tell me all about it. <laughs> Tell me your thoughts. So, it felt like filler. Maybe not necessarily filler. It just felt like it was more a, more of a, um establishing like more of a setup episode for the finale next week basically like you're establishing right. that cassian is out they've broken out him and melshi um are they gonna make it type of thing and then you're seeing more of staring guy again that i still am like what's going on with you and your mother but okay um my mother and then like it was just like a little bit of everyone having more establishment done for their plot headed into the finale. Mm -hmm. And then obviously it's sad because of, of Cassian's mom and the droid B was really sad. Yeah. Um, that was, that was really, really rough. Um, but then it also felt really fun at the end with Luthan. So I was like, yeah. I just feel like I went on a roller coaster here. It's all right. Which like I guess is fine. I guess it's a good thing. They want I I would think as a as a show like writer and director, you would want to toy with your audience's emotions. Yeah, well there's a, they did set up a lot of stuff, like lots of tension on all the different storylines. They had mm -hmm. everything. Um a Bix looked like crap. Yeah, I was I, like, wow. I I was like, is that even the same actress? Like she looked mm. I mean, like, she just looked like she had been tortured. I mean, obviously, she has been, but, like, she looked... It's horrible. She, yeah, she looked rough. Yeah, I was like, gosh, that, that is rough. Um, What, what storyline do you want to talk about first? Should we talk about the Cassian one? Because it was, like, almost didn't exist. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. 
first can i say the opening scene for andor every time mm -hmm. like they're always like skip the intro but then if you skip the end like it just still doesn't skip the, the like opening like it eventually shows andor and it, it takes mm -hmm. like it takes like 12 hours for the andor logo to show up i know it always fakes me out i'm like oh they go we're starting in space we're going to a planet no this is just the intro yeah it's just like fading out or whatever into the actual show i'm like i'm gonna go do the dishes while this is going on <laughs> um yeah so i his storyline i i think his was maybe the most fillery that sounds weird oh, we but we kind of needed to know how he got to where he was and yeah. i did like the alien guys yeah they were they were pretty funny and <laughs> I just enjoyed the fact that Cassie and Mel, she were just trying to run and make a break for it at just not caring at all that they were being seen. And these alien guys were like, uh, no, just. Right. They just like looked at their button and they're just like timed it. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That was uh, very entertaining to watch. I think just seeing it, whatever this contraption was, catch them. Yeah, it's like we're supposed to catch fish in these. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then like the empires messed everything up, and they're like, "Yeah, like they ruined the fishing here. Like, screw them." Yeah, everything was just, just. I thought it. Sorry, go ahead. I would have liked to see a little bit more of their evasion of the imperial forces. Yeah, like after like when they were swimming away and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, like, you know, like, because you have all the patrol ships that are going around and, you know, like, all we really saw, we I saw, we saw the undercarriage of a TIE Reaper. Yeah, like, while they we were saw, kind of scaling along that beachy cliffside or whatever it was. Right, well, and we didn't see any other prisoners get caught, like, they didn't stick with any other prisoners. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have no <laughs> idea what the outcome was for anyone else. Right, they're, uh... I thought their prison uniforms were funny. They were like perfectly camouflaged with the sand that they're crawling in. <laughs> Which like is... maybe I don't know. I guess they probably didn't have many escapes before that, but it, it it was just funny. I was like, oh yeah, they can just like lay there. No one's gonna see them. Yeah, just camouflage yourself in, and you're and you're good. Um, yeah, and then. I mean, we, we mostly just saw him getting to where he was and him and Melshi agreeing that, like, people need to know about the Empire and what they're doing. Yeah. Um, oh, so I thought it was funny, like, the the girl he was sleeping with mm -hmm. uh, previously, like, all we've seen, like, she's, she's apparently just, um, like, the village bicycle um because she just had like a random other alien in there in bed with her mm -hmm. and he just like sneaks in and his his all of his stuff is still just stashed in there like, yeah just goes and gets it and or yeah. gets what he needs and then he discovers that his mom is dead and i'm like couldn't they have broken out of prison like two days later like it's all very convenient timing, right? Like, yeah, he's been he's been in prison for how many months, and then his mom dies at the same time that he breaks out, and then he's gonna be going to the funeral. Clearly, so they can come and catch him, kind of thing. Right. Well, everyone's everyone's there for it. Like it, it's it's a party, mm -hmm. and 
yeah so he's like dude your your mom's dead uh, he's like well crap and then i just thought it was so abrupt actually um so he's clearly good friends with melshi yeah. in in rogue one yeah like and, and they've stayed together for this escape and then melshi's like hey we gotta split up we gotta go we gotta we mm-hmm. got and and cassian's like yeah okay whatever and melshi just like leaves that minute like right. he doesn't just like all right i'm leaving first thing in the morning it's like it's it, the sun is setting yeah there's something wrong with cassian and melshi's like peace <laughs> cassian's like here have some money uh, i'm curious like how you get from that to rogue one right like you have to think that either they they do end up like exchanging numbers so to speak like somehow right. they can contact each other or they just like meet up on yavin for one day they're like hey whoa look at you yeah yeah and then and then just fall back into the, their friendship or something uh, we'll see mm-hmm. I, whatever like well she's a pretty minor character but yeah, I kind of wanted to see more of him, frankly. It's just a little bit entertaining, so. But it's just like, funny. He's like, "We have to split up. We got to make sure they know." Cassie's like, "Sure," and he's like, "Okay, I'm leaving right now. Goodbye." Yeah. See ya. See you later, maybe. Yeah, he's like, "I got a new shirt. I'm good." Oh, <laughs> uh, but like, I mean, like, other than this, really, it, it really did feel like Cassie was sort of minor again. Well, I mean, they're they're way bigger players than him at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, very true. So, um, what did you think about when he was was calling and trying to get that message to his mom? And um, I'm blanking on the name of the guy he was talking to, but he was just, like, kept trying to tell him that his mom was dead. It was just sad, man. Yeah. Like... Well, I thought that part was well done, actually, because that guy's like, I I shouldn't be the one who has to tell him this. Like, what? But but he needs to know, right? Like, I I I I haven't been in that situation. I've, I've been in the situation like when my grandma died, I had to tell my sister, and that that was that, I mean that, but it it should have come from me or someone like like mm-hmm. me, not just some random person, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. But, like, this guy, you know, obviously Andor kind of trusts the guy, but, but like, the guy doesn't want to be the one who, t- like, there are clearly more qualified people to tell Andor this horrible news. Right. And what do you do? Like, I mean, I think, what do you think? What what should he have done? Well, so th- this is my, my, my question on this whole situation, because I, like, I, I agree, you, you do want to, like, break the news, but you don't want to break the news at the same time. Do do you think this guy knew that the Empire is looking for Cassian? I would assume so, because, like, everyone on Ferrix has kind of been, like, muttering about it and based off how much Imperial presence there is there. Maybe. I think they've kept it pretty quiet about the, how they want Cassian, actually. Okay. Because I, I don't think I don't think they want... No, actually, I'm, I'm pretty certain they don't know... And like, and no one knows that they want Cassian because they're like, okay, we're gonna watch the mom, we're gonna torture people, and then we're gonna keep them, but and we're gonna ask about Cassian, but but like, we're not like they've gone through great pains to ask like no one about Andor, like they just want right. There's 
they they don't want to tip their hand. They don't want to be like, hey, everyone, we're looking for Andor, and that because his mom would hear, and she'd be like, hey, stay the hell out of here. Right. Well, no, because I'm I'm only asking because I'm wondering, like, if he did know, wouldn't you not tell Cassian so that he doesn't come back for the funeral? Right. Like well, as, well, yeah. as like trying to like protect him, sort of. But but you're right. If if they're hiding it as much as that, then you you tell him, and then I guess he shows up. Right. Well, I I did think that was nice, a nice touch of like Cassian still very does very much very clearly does care about his mom. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was a really good touch, and I also think it, it's probably going to be what pushes Cassian forward. Well, I, I think it goes to the funeral, and he's like, okay, the girl that I kind of like, you know, whatever, has been tortured. Mm-hmm. My mom is dead from, you know, she wants to be a rebel, and now she's dead. Um, mm-hmm. These guys are just trying to abuse my homeland, and, you know, like, they gave a, a permit, what they never do, just to trap him. And, yeah, I right. think he's like, all right, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, so... I I just really see this as like something that's going to, to be the thing. You know, like you, you just need a thing that's gonna like Mon Mothma needs a thing that's gonna make her leave, right? And I think Cassian needs that as well. It's gonna right. make him go more into the Rebel Alliance, and I think this is gonna be it. Yeah, I I think I agree. Um, yeah. So let's do, let's pick a different okay. uh, thread. Let's save Luthen for the end, though, if we can, please. Okay. Do you want to talk about staring guy? Because there was like, sure, blank and you miss it content with him. Well, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. His mom. Well, his mom was uh, obviously she's just so awful. She is, and I'm pretty sure that that actress was in Harry Potter as well, and I can't place it. Hmm. So that tells, I was like, I was just staring at it and I was watching the scene and I was like, staring guy is super boring. And I'm, st- and I'm just staring at his mom. I'm like, I've seen you somewhere. Um, yeah, I, she, she is though. Just, just. Is in, well, cause um, his mom, Andor's mom is in Harry Potter, isn't she? Yeah. She's Aunt Petunia. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised by that at all. But, yeah, she's just not, she's just not nice. And I'm still, like, with Staring Guy, I'm like, what are you, what's your goal? Like, what are you trying to, other other than, like, appease your mother and, and try, which I feel like is an impossible task. What is, what is your goal here? What is your purpose? Right, Agreed. So, I would like to know. All right, I found the lady. Her name is Catherine Hunter. Catherine Hunter. I feel like she played like Mrs. Yeah, she was Mrs. Fig. Yeah, Mrs. Arabella Ella, Arabella Fig. Nailed it. Go figure. <laughs> I, um, I don't even give a fig about yeah. her. Yeah, I figured. So. Um, that, yeah, sorry, that wasn't even related to the episode. It was just bugging me when I watched it. 
Oh, you're good. Uh, so yeah, she she's pretty awful, and I mean, I thought it was it like she's like the great mystery of your past successes is here, and it's like he had a guy that was loyal enough to him to want to call and tell him something that's right. important, like that. I feel like that should have impressed her a little bit, actually. Right, and that was like a pretty important call, I think, for him to be like, hey, like Cassian's mom's dead. He's gonna be coming back here for the funeral. Right. That's that's a lot of really good information. Yeah. So why do you think he stole money from his mom at the end? I mean, I have my own mm. suspicions. I don't know. What what are your suspicions? Because I'm like, are you just... I don't think he's going to take off and like... I do. I think he's going to Ferex. But, but do you think he's going to Ferex... What, sorry, I should have clarified. I don't think he's going to, like, take off and disappear and, like, needs money to, like, start afresh. Like, I would think if he was going to Ferex, he's going to Ferex to make a name for himself in the Empire. Yeah, I think he's going to catch Endor. Right. Yep, I think that's it. Try and redeem just... himself because of what happened at Ferex, on Ferex last time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. I'll be honest, I was hoping when he got the call, I thought I was hoping it was Uncle Harlow. I wanted to see who that was. Right. Which, I don't think they mentioned him this episode. Nope. So, I'm curious if that's just, is that just a a MacGuffin? I mean, a MacGuffin actually has purpose, though, doesn't it? I mean, it drives, red herring, it, maybe? It drives, maybe a red herring, yeah, is a better... A better term for it. Yeah, I, I typed in Uncle Har and then autocorrected to Uncle Harlow. Let's see. Did it really? Yeah, like it filled it in the rest of the way. Let's see. See what it see says. If I can find anything on this this Wikipedia site. I feel like it Har was... Harlow was the uncle of Cyril Karn. That's it. Gender male. <laughs> that is not a lot of info. No, no mm -hmm. info at all. Okay, mm -mm. I'll still be it. All right, maybe it is a red herring. Maybe, maybe it's a blue herring. Maybe you can never tell. <laughs> maybe Uncle Harlow will also be on Ferrex. It's a red Harlow Harling. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Okay. Maybe who... Uncle Harlow is uh, uh, what's his name? I forget his name now. All of a sudden. Luthen. Luthen, yeah. I'm pretty sure not, but that'd be funny. I don't think so. I wonder yeah. if Uncle Harlow is is one of Luthen's like spies. Maybe. I, I think I think right now my biggest I mean, it's not like a lead at all, but like my biggest supposition, like I don't think it's Luthen. I think if it's anyone that we know that we've met, mm -hmm. it's going to be the gangster that Mon Mothma's been talking to. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He seems to be, unless, like you said, it's, it's somebody else that we haven't met yet. But out of the people we've met, and not Luthen, he would, I feel like, fit the bill personality-wise. <laughs> here's, here's the twist. Mm -hmm. um, Karn is actually, Agent Karn, staring guy, is only 14. What? And that, that would be the twist. Oh. He's only 14, and... Uncle Harlow's gonna try to get him married to Mon Mothma's uh, 
Oh, man. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agreed. <laughs> do you want to talk about Mon Mothma? Because I don't think there's anything else left with Staring Guy. Yeah, Staring Guy is off on an adventure. Um, and I don't care at all that he stuck it to his mom. No. As that might have that could have came out better, but no. Yeah, he stole from his mom. Okay, so Mon Mothma. Um, this felt interesting to me. She, I, it felt like she was clearly very torn. Her and Val were clearly very torn about her daughter and, like, how her daughter was interacting with all the other, like, girls her age and stuff with, I guess, like, the values she was showing or whatever. Well, yeah, she's doing, like, Chandralin tradition things. Yeah. It's like Bible camp, but for Chandralin tradition. Mm-hmm. And they... I don't know. It was a really interesting conversation to see, though. To see, like, Mom Mothma was obviously masking her concern in a way, but not really. And Vel clearly was not. And she was like, well, who's, like, is this um, Perrin? Like, like, where is this coming from? So right. It was just an interesting thing. Yeah, well, and then Mon Mothma kind of maps it out. She's like, "Yeah, I've had issues, mm-hmm. like, and they're gonna come in. They're gonna come in and get me. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I felt like once she spelled it all out for us, mm-hmm. I felt I felt like a little more compassion for Mothra. Yeah, I, I, she, she actually looked like a concerned parent here." Versus the other scenes I've seen her do so far involving, like, her daughter. Yeah. Well, I I think she likes the idea of liking her, of having a good relationship with her teenage daughter. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. There was something more... It just felt more genuine in this scene. Yeah. Well, she she seems desperate. She did play off desperate, finally. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty well, like... We'll see. Like, I, I'm curious to see if she leaves at the end of this season yeah. or if she she does make a deal with the devil, kind of. Yeah, that's going to be... I mean, that's going to tell us a lot, I think. Yeah. So, and, I, and I don't know, because I feel like this would have been the episode for something to kind of happen to them to set it up for her to leave. Right. So... I don't, I don't know what you do next week to force her hand sort, sort of so that she does leave without it feeling too jarring and rushed. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't really know. Like, I, I don't remember. It seems like there's already been an established way that she leaves the Empire, but like being chased out because of some money laundering issues seems a little... I don't know. Kind of, kind of just sad <laughs> for the eventual leader of the rebellion. Right. Kind of just like lazy writing. Maybe. I I, I don't know if it's late. I, I, no, I, I just would her, expect more from her to leave. I'll be honest. I wanted more scenes of her like talking to other senators and, mm-hmm. you know, like hobnobbing in the Senate. It, like, you know, she had a couple scenes like just like sitting on the chair, but there's like are almost no one paying any attention. Like, she's just, like, almost reading her little skits or little things to herself. Right. 
and everyone's like distracted by the news you know aldani got hit all this stuff has ha- is happening all this you know like no one's even paying attention to her and i'm like she's been a senator for a long time you think she'd wield more influence right so it's it's interesting that they're not showing that and that she doesn't have that influence well, it'd be nice to see, like, Masamita, you know, like, the the guy who's supposed to be, you know, like, doing something in the set. Like, he's supposed mm-hmm. to be in the middle, and the little floaty thing in the middle, like, the, you know, the emperor would be there, too, potentially. But, like, it would be nice to see any of those proceedings. It'd be nice to see Bail Organa. There's mm-hmm. all sorts of things I'd like to have seen in the Senate, and I feel like we just haven't seen any of that. They kind of played it off as, like, yeah, we're going to see that, and... Most of it is just like her having parties at her house and <laughs> drinking worms. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just a weird. I don't know. I promise I'll look out my window more. Right. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm curious what happens next episode with her, but I I don't know if I have a lot of high hopes for her storyline, at least this season. No, it's been fairly boring. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, Val went and questioned that girl at the shop. Her name, her name has Leia in it, or Leah, like, Aaliyah, maybe. Aaliyah, that sounds right, yeah. Man. Um, <laughs> which I really enjoyed her playing dumb to all of her questions, by the way. Just being like, oh, she she shops here, yeah, we've got some new necklaces in, or whatever it was. Right. Uh, some new jewelry for her, and just completely being like, no, this isn't how you do things. You clearly don't know what's going on. Right. It was very, um, it was humorous to see, and it was also, like, uh, fun to see somebody kind of, not necessarily put Val in her place, but be like, no, like, you're, you're playing a bigger game than you think you are. Mm-hmm. And you're not playing it right. Right. Oh yeah. It's it's interesting. What what was interesting? It's always interesting to me too. Like, um, and she's the one who gave Val her orders. Uh, originally, you know, like she gives orders to Val and stuff. She's she's part of that. Um, and what she does, she she takes her hair down, and her hair is all long, and she looks like a mm-hmm. totally different person. Right. And and here it was up, and she's all like, you know, yeah, working in the store and. Well, Total. Val's like, I I got, I brought him Aldani. What have you done for him lately? She's like, I do everything for him. Like, yeah. STFU. <laughs> it's true. It's just funny. It was like, uh, they're, they're comparing sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um. And Val's going to Alda or to to Ferrex as well. Everyone's going to Ferrex. Yeah. That's that's the it place to be. Yeah, his mom is um part of the bricks now. Mm-hmm. And she's in a wall. And the droid the droid is super sad and I just wanted to be like you can come stay with me. He wants to stay at his own house. I know, but can I just say that they are really turning Star Wars into a sketch fest in terms of, like, the droids are clearly sentient. They have emotions. They very clearly do. They are mm-hmm. people they, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. And they are enslaved. They're all enslaved. 
Yeah, to choose like their owners. Like if they were actually like robots and they didn't really have feelings or whatever, then that's one thing. But it's like, you know, it's like, hey, three PO, get over here and do this. No, do it now, a hole, or I'll melt you. <laughs> or I'll melt you. Uh... Like I'll just get a different one. I'll just replace you. Like you're a dime a dozen. He's like, but I have emotions. I'm a person. You're like, shut up. Do what do what I do my bidding. But they're doing that to play to people like me. Who are like, oh, this droid, and then you just want to watch it because of the droids. Right, yeah, I mean, I, I just... It's it's just like slave, it's slavery. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it's cute slavery, but it's still slavery. Right, right, which is sad. I find it pretty problematic, actually. It's pretty... Whatever, like, I love Star Wars. I just, like... When Most you draw people... that parallel, it's not a good parallel. Oh yeah, like droids are people. Like, and this this droid brought it another step closer. Like, he's clearly deeply sad. Like, he's in mourning phases. Like, and I felt I was like proud of the guy who's like, okay, fine, I'll stay one time. Like, he's doing it for the droid's well being. Right. Which would not be a thing if they weren't sentient. Right. Well. Well. Like. So if if you're if someone you love died mm -hmm. and you just went about your life like normal, like someone might call you a robot, like you don't, you don't care. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. and this droid is showing that it actually, it wouldn't be called a robot. Right. And like you, you see this in other droids too. Cause like even ones that kind of come off more, so, like, I, I really liked K2SO in Rogue One, and the reason why I really liked him is because he acts how I would envision a droid to act. There's no filter on him. Like, he just says yeah, says whatever pops into his head, right? He's but, sassy, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, that's how a droid should be. Like, they just call it like it is and, and say what's, what's going on. Um, but then you see it at the end of the movie that he is... Sacrificing himself for Cassian and Jin, I'm like that's n not that's a, that's without a, being ordered. Right, exactly. That and I think that's like the key thing. So it's the same thing with other droids, and yeah, they're really pulling on that that string. Yeah, like at the end of Episode Three, they're like, take these droids and wipe their memories. Mm -hmm. Like C-3PO has his memory wiped. Like what? Mm -hmm. Like you. You can't let this person's memory just be wiped. Just like that. Like, what What if we did that to a person? Right. Man. Like, that That would be highly problematic. And yet, they, they have the same emotional, you know, makeup as, as us. So, I don't know. Like, on the surface level, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, they're just robots. They're just computers. But they're not just computers. Man, you got, you got so... Uh... You have to take it real deep with this. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's my one mode. It's like I just try to keep digging. <laughs> that's just uh, how I am. So yeah, deal with it. Um. <laughs> all right. Uh. So what? What's what's the? I don't know. Is there anything else other than the Luthen? I don't. I don't I, think so. I mean, Bix got. We saw Bix a little bit, and she. Like I said, looked awful. She's clearly yeah, the been Imperials. 
the Imperials are out and about. They're undercover. Mm -hmm. that, that undercover Imperial is actually talking to whatever her name is. Mm -hmm. the, the undercover rebel who's working at the coffee shop. Or blue milk shop or whatever the hell mm -hmm. that was. Which is funny. Yeah. Two undercover people talking to each other. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, but I don't think there was anything else. It's it's just Luthen and and Saw really, which is kind of intertwined in the same. Yeah, I guess there was one scene. Uh, yeah, just like the scenes with the the Imperials who are like trying to draw their net closed. Right. Kind of. Right. That's right. You know, they're talking about the the Ferrix custom of being turned into a brick when you're dead, which I thought was actually I'm like, hey, you have a use. It's nice. <laughs> You can bludgeon someone with me. Mm -hmm. I thought, I, yeah, like you said, though, it was such a quick scene, too. And they're just going over the custom. and Yeah, and she's like, okay, well, we're going to have a funeral. We're going to get him. Mm -hmm. Draw him in and capture him. Yep. Man. And everyone's going to be there. Yeah. Because she was a prominent figure on Ferrix. Yep. Well, not, I meant just, like, more of the people on the show, like. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, like, I think Luthen was planning on going there, too, actually. Sounds mm -hmm. like, like, with his, we don't really know, but they were talking about Luthen. Like, you know, they're they're using code words. They're like, oh, but we need this purchase. We need this such and such. He's like, yeah, but this other one is more important. Right. Yeah, but, like, Cassian's going there. Val's going there. Yeah, Luthen might be there. Staring guy might go there, probably. Yep, uh, we probably have ambitious, psychopath woman. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's so true. be there. Um, yeah, so you want to talk about the Saw stuff first? Yeah, I, I thought, so by far to me, my, my favorite parts of the show, this, this episode was with Luthen and uh, Saw was a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a really good interaction. You can see how Saw was starting to just get more and more paranoid. Like, you know, mm -hmm. he's on this he's on the road to full paranoia that he that where he's reached in Rogue One. Mm hmm Which I mean you can't blame him once he starts putting these pieces together of what like he's realizing with Luthen. Like it it really I was watching it and I remember thinking to myself and I was like, this really is embodying or embracing like the whole spy genre and not knowing who you can trust. Yeah. Like, uh, like... like they don't fully <laughs> know that they can trust if they can trust each other. Yeah, like I keep expecting someone to like take a mask off of of the other person's face, like in <laughs> Mission Impossible. Like Yeah. I thought it was funny that they uh he tricked two tubes. I know. It's funny. Uh, I, I think it's fun that Edgeo Two Tubes keeps showing up. Like you know that he's he was a buddy. Uh, he, he followed Enfys Nest mm -hmm. originally. I don't. I would. I want to see the story of how he went from Nest to Saw. To Saw. It makes you wonder yeah. if maybe Saw and Nest. Yeah. Interacted. Um, like what happened to Nest? I want to know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this was this was 
good because I also like this. So one, you, you see, like you said, Saw's paranoia really start up and he doesn't know if he can trust Luthen fully and all this yeah. kind of stuff. But you also see him kind of have a bit more of that um, touch of, at least initially, that touch of like humanity of like, you're really just going to go, go let him die. Right. Well, well, yeah, like, I mean, he's, he's also, I'm sure just like, well, that could happen to me. Mm hmm. Totally. Yeah. Cause you know that he's thinking if you're willing to do this to him, you would probably do it to me too. Right. Well, you know, and, and Luthen's like, well, you, you could actually just bend me over if that happened. Like you could just give, give me to them if, if you got captured. So I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting Luthen was talking to Saw in, in the presence of all of Saw's men, too. Like, they could all hear him. Yeah, he just didn't care. I guess. Like, so much for operational security, though. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it, that seemed like an oversight to me. Like, they should have just been talking. I guess the last time they talked was in open air. But actually, I, I was waiting for this scene because this was in the previews, mm -hmm. but it never... We hadn't seen it yet. Right. Yeah, so we, we've just been... Hoping it wasn't cut, basically. Yeah, I, I felt it, it was kind of just a sad thing, though. Like, Saw was like, yeah, I guess we just call it war. Yeah, which I actually enjoyed that line. No, I, I like that whole exchange and how mm -hmm. they kind of both finally, like, they found a way to almost justify it. But, like, I don't know, you... You can't quite blame them for making that decision because, like, a spy in the ISB mm -hmm. is probably more valuable than a bunch of, like, low-talent thugs. Right. Well, and it's like Luthen was saying, like, if you don't let him go, then we tip, we tip the hand that there is a spy in there that's leaking information. Right. And then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was just, I, I think I really enjoyed it out of this whole thing was watching Saw's turmoil and then ultimately coming to the same decision. Right. Well, yeah, I, I enjoyed, I like the Saw, like, did have a little bit of humanity there, too. Like, because mm -hmm. he's kind of presented in Rogue One. He's like, ah, whatever, like, kill whoever, as long as we meet our objective. Right. Well, and it's interesting because, like like you said, he's presented that way in Rogue One, but you see this side of him, so you know that more of that is probably going to happen that's going to lead to that ultimate um, portrayal of him. Yeah, I mean, I want to... I just want to see Saw with Mothma. <laughs> I mean, maybe not this season, but that, that'll have to happen at some point in this show. This seems important. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, so otherwise, and then, I mean, probably my favorite part in the whole show, like, so I, I love the tense part with, with Saw, and then, you know, they're like, well, we'll call it what, what we need to call it, you know? Yeah, let's call it war. Call it war. Which was a, Which, such a powerful line. Well, I, I just, it's also fun to see, like, Luthen's playing chess, right? It's like, mm -hmm. well, like... If you have a if you have if you have to make a choice, who are you gonna sacrifice? Your pawn or your your rook, you know? Right. Like there's one obvious choice there. And uh, you know, sorry, pawn, but you're you're there to be expendable. Yeah. Sadly. Like the rook is gonna be beneficial to you all game. Mm -hmm. Um 
yeah, so so we had that, and then we had the Luthen. Uh, I don't even know what you would call it. Spacecraft, air, spaceship. Yeah. Well, you know, his Fondor, the mm -hmm. the ship, which messes with me because there's also a planet named Fondor. <laughs> but, yeah, so the Fondor, though, like, I, I just think it, it's fun how fancy it was. It's like the ultimate spy ship. It was, this was probably, like, the best scene out of the whole episode, hands down. Yeah. Um, and I was a little bit sad that they left it so close towards the end because I was like, oh, it's, it's over now. Um, oh yeah. I was, I, I was just like, that was awesome. Like that, that was like one of my favorite scenes in the whole show so far. Yeah. Honestly. It was great. So like, you just see like, it's just totally outsmarting these, these empire guys just stalling yeah. for time while he builds what he needs to, well, while the ship like gets ready essentially mm -hmm. um and then he's got i mean okay so he stalls for time and then first of all we see him fly and shoot some of these tie fighters out of the air yeah. so precisely and smoothly and i was like man this is like really impressive i was already impressed just with that and i was like is he gonna when there was a scene or this part of it where he was flying kind of back towards the main ship with them and i was like is he gonna like deke them out and make them shoot their own ship or crash into their own ship or something like, right um because it just seemed like that kind of a, a setup and then he just slices them with his, yeah with his spaceship lightsabers yeah it was pretty cool man like which is also really funny because we were when we were talking about the viewership last week. We were saying, you know, there's not that typical flying through space lightsabers type of stuff in here in, right. in the show. And then we literally got Luthen flying through space, and his True. ship has lightsabers on it. Kind of, kind yeah. of lightsabers. But kind yeah, of that's... lightsabers, but you know. No, it's cool, man. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I was I, like, you know, we play both. We both play that Star Wars game. I'm like, okay, we need Luthen now, and we need that ship in that game. I, I, yeah, I watched it, and then I went on Lego immediately, and I was like, is this ship out yet? Like, uh, yeah, that's cool, man. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and I liked how it it was able to like come up with some like random transponder thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, from Alderaan. I, I'm just gonna say they have to make that a Lego ship. Yeah, I hope they do. It's a pretty cool ship, and I want to know. Like, I think he was debating with Aaliyah. He was. I mm -hmm. think he was. Think he was debating. Like, she's like, "You should come home," and I think he was like, "No, I think I should go to Fondor or Fondor <laughs> to Ferrix." Ferrix, yeah. Yeah. Um. I think he is gonna go to Ferrix. I think you're right. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they were asking Bix if the guy who she had uh introduced Cassian to mm -hmm. if it was if it was uh Anton Krieger like the the guy they're setting up which is I'm like yes answer it answer it yeah, say yes right so that guy's going to die anyways obscure the trail <laughs> obscure the trail <laughs> well like we you know you don't want I don't want Luthen to get caught yet no, you don't. You, especially after, like, you want that ship to keep going. 
Yeah, someone's got to pilot that thing. Yeah. Andor probably can. Cassian yeah. can have it. Um. Yeah, so that was the whole thing, and now we just have one more episode. Yeah. Which is kind of sad. It is sad, actually. What what's gonna? I mean, I guess I guess we know like most of these most of these characters are headed towards Ferex. And yeah. they're all gonna just kind of collide there. I know, and we're only gonna have forty five minutes to watch. Hopefully, we have right. more. But... Maybe it'll be an hour. Maybe. Man, I I don't even know what to expect. Me either. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, to keep us guessing, and that's nice. Like that's part of the appeal to the show is I just don't know what's gonna happen from episode to episode. It was a little fillerish, but I, I think it was just I think it was more just a good setup. And yeah, and then the the final scene was like, all right, that was pretty cool. That was badass. Yeah, it. it yeah, I think filler maybe is like the wrong word. I think it. I think it's more setup. You you needed a lot. I don't necessarily think you needed a lot of what happened but you needed the setup in particular to get to whatever they're gonna do in this finale to get all of these people to ferrix definitely mm -hmm. so yeah yeah maybe mon mothma will show up too oh yeah she's the only one that i'm like i don't know i don't know what you're doing so just hang out on coruscant maybe like read from some book out loud a little bit yeah who knows who knows what's gonna happen with her She'll do a filibuster in the Senate. It'll be good. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's it. We should call it good. That was, that was a good episode. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't good enough to keep talking about, probably, for too much longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so well, I guess we'll just see what happens next week. Yeah, I hope that Luthen doesn't die, even though I've said that mm -hmm. a few times that maybe he does. Who knows? He, because I know you were saying like Bix is confirmed for season two. He isn't. Is that right? I have no idea. Okay. He might be. Just curious if you had heard that he wasn't or whatever. So because sometimes I, I just read one specific thing about her mm -hmm. and she. It was just like and she's confirmed for season two. Mm -hmm. So because sometimes they like even when an actor is confirmed for season two, they won't. Like, publicly confirm it because they want to keep, like, the character's storyline really ambiguous. So I'm just thinking out loud, basically. Yeah, very well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's it. All right, guys. Um, thanks for listening. Go check out our Discord server. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube, etc. Please. Yep. And we will see you next week. Yeah, for the finale. <laughs>